笑着。Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're recovering the movie Clerks, one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. I'm Chris Thercutch. And today we are covering Minute Ten, which is quite possibly the greatest Veronica Minute ever. And we are joined by special guest from the other greatest podcast in the history of the internet, Slycast, Craig Cohen. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah, we couldn't get you on the the burbs last year because you're you're a very busy man. You guys cooked through that, man. It was amazing to watch you you guys uh, burn away on that, and uh, uh, congratulations on uh, on that because what you guys pulled off is is very commendable. Well, uh, the minute podcast, many of them do five episodes a week, and uh, we knew that wasn't going to work for us, so we cut it to four for the burbs. And then we realized even that was a little too much for us. <laughs> so and now we've come down to three. <laughs> while, while recording four, somehow we got behind the wire where we were recording weekly too. So like, I mean, almost daily. <laughs> oh yeah, it was yeah. it was bad. Like it was I at that point I I understood what you went through editing the Slycast, <laughs> well, knowing funny, it would be you know yeah. Go ahead. Now I was gonna say best laid plans are always. I remember on. When uh, me and Jeff Hewlett were doing the tricorder transmissions, we gave ourselves like an eight-episode buffer before we started. We were like, okay, we'll, we'll record eight, and then that'll give us time in case we don't have time to get together. And it's amazing how quick you run out of that. Oh, we don't have a we don't have a one in the can anymore. And then you're recording night, you know, the night before or something. Oh yeah, we did that very quickly. We we're like, oh, we're gonna have a nice three or four week buffer. It was gone within like six weeks. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> very fast. <laughs> it was like, can we take this week off? Sure, we can take this week off. We got plenty of them done already. <laughs> next thing I know, it's like Sunday at eleven thirty, and I got to post in like the next hour. Next thing we know, he's saying, if I don't show up, you just do it yourself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are doing the movie Clerks, and we are at minute ten. This minute begins with the Chulies gum guy comparing Dante to the Nazis and stops with a mist or a shot of Veronica, depending on where you stop. This has to be like one of the most heated minutes of Clerks, which has a lot of heated minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scott Schiaffo is given a command performance here. He is we're, This is like the second half of his rant, and he's got like a room full of people, and he's just laying it on the line. He, I mean, I've said this before, he looks like a professional actor here. Yeah. I mean, I know he is, but he's really commanding the scene. Oh, he has taken over completely, yes. <laughs> well, the one thing that you notice about the, like, the early Kevin Smith films is actors trying to deal with the way that Kevin Smith writes dialogue. And this guy here, the Chulies Gum guy, got it. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes, and we'll see this in other minutes, you know, Veronica had a little bit of a, a hard time handling, you know, the words that Kevin Smith put in their mouths. But uh, this guy, he, he definitely nailed it. Yeah, it's it, some writers, are, I feel like, are just like that. Like your Aaron Sorkin or like your Quentin Tarantino, they have a certain way they write. They're very dialogue heavy and they have a certain rhythm to the way they write. And you can see some actors get it and can do it and some can't. Uh, the interesting thing is, there's one actor that can't do it, 
and his name is Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he admits it. I, the, the one time that he gave himself significant lines isn't for until chasing Amy, and then yeah. he couldn't do it because oh, he yeah, gave himself too much and he couldn't read his own stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would say if I was ranking the, the, the actors and their ability to deliver Kevin Smith lines, I would probably go like Jeff Anderson. Um, Jeff, I, I just had the list in my head. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Anderson, Jason Lee, and Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah, they, can, they just tear through his dialogue. They look like such pros, especially not so much in this because they're all kind of on the same level, although I think, like you, I think Jeff Anderson's like a step above everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we do our next movie, Mallrats, I can see significant differences between who can lay out that dialogue and who absolutely cannot. You can almost pick out who's going to go from there <laughs> and who's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know who's going to have a career after this and who yeah. is not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get. It doesn't take long before. Oh, uh, I'm not going to. Uh, what is it? Before uh, Scott Chiaffo, Trulli's gunman, invokes, what is it? Godwin's Law? When he uh, he throws the Nazis out there. <laughs> oh, this is a bad thing. I.e., you are compared to the Nazis. <laughs> is this also the first time that we see Walt Flanagan? Yes, this is yeah. the first of four Walt Flanagan appearances. <laughs> Actually, if you listen real well, you can hear Walt Flanagan yell out "effing Nazi" while he's <laughs> doing the Nazi thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the. Uh, uh, what is it? The commentary. Kevin says you can hear Walt and you can hear Ed Habstack, and that's only because they're the ones standing closest to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> they almost sound like they were edited in when you hear their voices come in. Yeah, it sounds like bad voiceover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that the milk guy? Which guy? Ed, Ed Habstack. Was he the guy that, uh, that that comes in and buys the milk later in the movie? I believe that's. I'm trying to remember which ones. All I can think of now when you said milk is the milkmaids. Oh, okay. Uh, no, the guy that says, you know, he tells Dante he's out of shape. Oh, no, that's um, that's Ernie O'Donnell. Oh, okay. That's his other friend. The one that says, oh, he only weighs five pounds, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was his other buddy, because that's all he put in, basically, was people he hired from this one theater or a couple of New York actors, mm-hmm. and then he put his friends in all the other roles. Yeah. Lucky for him, most of his friends aren't that bad actors. Although you can tell he's kind of dragging through uh, Jason News through this first movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing they became as popular as they did. I mean, they're funny in this, but they're not hilariously funny. <laughs> yeah. I apologize if you hear my dogs fighting on the... <laughs> Listen, it just wouldn't be our podcast, Craig, if you didn't hear dogs in it. Because... Actually, Jeff's dog hasn't made an appearance yet, but normally he does. <laughs> that is because I am deep down the bowels of my house <laughs> far from all the animals and children and everything else <laughs> yeah and he just tells him to buy some Chulis gum yeah we get Walter over there and then uh, it's the other guy Ed that gets my favorite line in the whole scene which is smoke my big fat cock <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does yell that this is a, I was wondering if this is another first because we established it's the first time we see Walt Flanagan but is this also the first Kevin Smith brand that we get in Chuli's gum? Yeah, I believe it is. He doesn't get his his cigarette brand doesn't show up until at least the next movie. Yeah. It's definitely not this I, one. I really, really like that about the universe, and I and I doubt that you know 
Kevin Smith really had any idea of where he was going when he made Clerks, but and you know why they created Chuli's Gum, you know, is of course you don't want to deal with having to get permission to use things, but it's become one of my favorite parts of his universe. It's made even better, by the way, that the guy really leans on the word. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah. buy some Chulies gum. Like, he really owns it. He sounds like a commercial for it. He really does. You know yeah, what the funny did, thing then, about that guy, though, is is you, you wonder if he was in some kind of environment at the corporate office where he had to start delivering. Yeah, he... I don't know if he is, like, the finest salesman ever or if he hates his job to a degree most people do not. Yeah, because he looks like he's ready to... I mean, if he's just acting, if he's doing this just to sell a couple sticks of gum, he's going above and beyond what is needed. Yeah. Right, if he's trying to make 35 cents, he's definitely going above and beyond. I mean, how much gum could he possibly hope to sell in this one location at this one time? Yeah, and it's 55 cents a pack, too, so I mean... <laughs> I mean, does he have a... Uh, they almost have him as a like a door-to-door gum salesman, almost. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he... Door-to-door gum like, like, he he just so happened to come in here, and he's like, I'm going to stir up some stuff in here. Yeah, I'm going to bring a lung with me. A lung, and then it, well, he, I bring a lung with me, and then I have a trach ring with me, and I've also got a yes. picture... Of a cancer-ridden lung, just in case my other stuff isn't making making my point for me. <laughs> he must have a stack of the cancer-ridden lung pictures because he tells me he can keep it too. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> he must have got a bulk discount or something. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if this was today, you could just you know he just have like a, a tablet with him and just show him the picture. He doesn't need to like whip out a Polaroid. <laughs> what what's with the cut when they go to Jay and Silent Bob? Uh, Jay takes like a strange drag of a cigarette and then runs away. Did you see that? Um, yeah, I don't know why they picked that coverage. Um, in the commentary, Kevin says this was originally one whole. It was just one long scene. Yeah. Well, I, I, origi- I originally thought maybe they cut it off because maybe like some of the other later scenes they were supposed to be longer and they cut them because the actors couldn't do it. Apparently, this guy could do it. It was just when they shot it, it was so long. It was like, all right, we got to cut this up. <laughs> we're sitting well, here just looking over guy's shoulders. One of the lines they cut I seen in the script it's we'd rather chew our gum than embrace than embrace slow death. Let's abolish <laughs> let's abolish this heinous practice of sucking poison. Like he really got into it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's another one of those lines you hear them in this movie and some other movies. That's a line that only works in a movie. Yeah. Nobody talks like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to see right before I was trying to see what order things happened at the end. So at 47 seconds, that's when we get uh, our first shot of Veronica, who we don't know is Veronica yet. We just see, a, you know, finally a, a woman has walked Walk into in. the room. Hopefully she can settle down these idiots that are in there having a meltdown. <laughs> but when we get the reverse shot from Dante's point of view, and we see all the guys starting to chuck cigarettes at him. <laughs> yeah, cancer merchant. <laughs> We get uh, Walt Flanagan's front and center. I believe that's Ed Hapstack is over Walt's left shoulder. Oh, okay. I, uh, I'm not sure who the other guys are. But I, it's just more his friends, because they're all people that have like more than one uh, thing in this. I actually... Yeah, it's very odd. It... Yeah. Go on. No, I was going to say, I actually met Walt Flanagan uh, at... Jay and Silent Bob's 
secret stash before comic book men so that was when he was working at the store when i guess he really didn't have to um but it was just wild because you know me and a friend used to go to that store quite often and uh one day he was working the counter which just like sort of you know blew our mind it was like walt flanagan's work on the counter and then you know years later they do comic book men and he sort of became a personality outside of you know the kevin smith movies yeah and he still works there yeah, <laughs> but at least and, now and they're doing it for a TV show. But I mean, he legit works there. They only they only shoot a TV show six weeks a year. Wow! So you can still go up there. You call the phone, he answers. Wow! <laughs> so he works that, there. Go. On the Tell Him Steve Day podcast, he still does deals where you can call in and get some certain deals from him. So I forget what they're called, yeah. booty calls or something. Yeah, yeah something there like was that. Actually, at the point that we were going, they were still selling bootleg videos so you oh, could wow. buy like godzilla <laughs> videos you know i think like courageous cat and minute mouse and then i think there was a point where kevin probably got you know too big to and, and he probably realized i shouldn't be selling bootleg merchandise in my <laughs> store <laughs> well if you were, i mean on the tell him steve day podcast it walt tells his stories about when he was when he just worked at the store again long before he was a big personality and all they did was rip off other stores. <laughs> they would yeah. they would fake return merchandise to get like uh, refunds and all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> Try yeah right. It, bring it back and if it didn't sell, you take it back to the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they were they were not low down, but they definitely uh they were definitely in a gray area there for a while. <laughs> but yeah, that's all Walt wanted to do was to run that store. And then they just he ended up on that podcast. The other guy uh, was uh, Zapsick, Mike Zapsick. He works at the store for real too. But the other guys don't. They just actually, wear the shirts. I actually bumped into Mike Zapsick at a Walmart one time. <laughs> <laughs> like my you wife, do. T- my wife texted me from a few aisles over. She said, "I think that guy Mike from Comic Book Men's in, in the uh, hobby aisle." And I walked over, and it was him. <laughs> I I ran into uh, Dante at my local post office once and this was probably prior to somewhere probably between 1998 and 2001 and uh, I was going in to take care of some postal business and he was on his way out and I was like hey there was Dante mailing a letter (laughs) he was like I wasn't even supposed to mail this today (laughs) that was cheap and I feel bad about it Uh, I never feel bad about it you gotta get Craig to say that too. Oh yeah, that's right. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. I'm gonna try to remember to have all the guests say that before they get off, so I can have them all at the end. <laughs> but all right, all right, let me check my uh, my copious notes here. I don't have much else except the fire extinguisher comes out at the end. Yeah. I forget. Most of the blast comes off in this minute, right? The blast comes off, and then they, you just see her legs, and the guitar chord hits, and then it stops. Yeah. So the the fire extinguisher is, of course, baby powder that they're just yeah. throwing on them. <laughs> <laughs> because if you actually spare someone with a fire extinguisher, you might kill them. <laughs> well, I've had it happen. Or at least make it very unpleasant for them. We were playing around one when I was a kid, and it takes your breath away. It definitely takes your breath away. <laughs> well, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> puts, the, puts the fire out. <laughs> puts the fire out. The fire of your life. <laughs> Have you guys been to the, the quick stop? I haven't, no. Okay. I haven't. I went to the the store, but not the store they're in now. I went to the store when they were still on Monmouth Street. Okay. Oh, um, 
the the stash? Yeah, when it was uh, the old stash. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the one thing about the quick stop is it's like ridiculously small inside. So the idea of them, you know, powder bombing that store, um, God, they probably had to be finding powder for for weeks after that crew left. Yeah, I like wow. to think that they didn't clean it up and just like uh, <laughs> they came in the next day and they're like, "What's going on in there?" Are you gonna have Are you gonna have guy on the show? I'm gonna try, but guy is a busy man. Yeah, well, he has. <laughs> the ice cream sign from that store. Does he? Yes, okay. this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and, it, and and I'm sure he'll tell you the story if he ends up on the show, but it wasn't hard for him to get, and he got it through legal means. Well, that's good. I would hate to get him in trouble. Now, that was a uh, that was an alias, in case anybody was wondering. That's not. I don't actually know anybody named Guy. <laughs> he's just some guy. <laughs> but that, that's a little teaser for when he's on, and you have to make sure that you, you ask him about that. Yeah, the uh, the one good thing about running a minute podcast is usually I can get somebody to commit to be like, hey, you can't come on for the whole week. Can you just come for one minute? Yeah, give you one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, I don't know about you. I do not have any other real notes for this minute. Only when it ends, you get a nice shot of the asset wash jean she has on. Oh, yeah, I did forget to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Let you know what year it is with the asset uh, wash yeah, they- jeans. They really look beautiful in black and white, too, don't they? <laughs> they really do. <laughs> but that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's it. Craig, you got anything else before we move on to the next minute? No, I think I covered everything that I had thought about. All right. That's all for us. You can go over to the Facebook and Twitter. Check us out at Jay and Silent Bob Minute. I believe we're Jay and Bob Minute on Twitter. Uh, go over to DuelingGenre.com. That's where our... Our home away from home is. Check out all the other podcasts that are there. Uh, make sure you check out Slycast, hosted by Craig Cohen and two guys named Jeff and Mike Kunda about halfway through. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got anything else? Any other plugs? No, I'm good right now. <laughs> You're a big help, Chris. All right. We're getting out of here because we're not even supposed to be here today. All right, now here's my real question. Sprung what happens me. when I <laughs> sprung it on you? We do it every episode. I know.